Heather. How are you? <laughs> Good. Awesome. <laughs> Heather. Um, there's a really great little scene in the Gospels where Jesus is talking to his disciples and Jesus asks the disciples, who do you say I am? And the disciples start reeling off answers about what everyone else says about who he is. And then there's this beautiful moment where Jesus says, okay, but who do you say I am? And so this morning, you know, we're a part of One Hope Church and we could tell you what One Hope Church say about who Jesus is. But you know, Jesus is interested about what you as an individual say about who he is. He wants to know what you think. And so our first question this morning, Heather, is who is Jesus to you? For me, Jesus isn't only a historical figure that we know of through stories. Jesus is living and breathing in me and all those who choose to let him in. He's helped me to realise who I can become and this is just the beginning of that becoming. He continues to surprise me, turning up in unexpected places. Jesus is the only one who knows my deepest fears and desires and can hold all of these things. From my beginnings, Jesus was alongside me, even though I never realised. I now see him there, his footprints next to mine. So good. I love what you said, Heather, about... Um, oh, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> Do you want to look? <laughs> You said something really profound <laughs> and I've forgotten what it was. Let's move on to the next question. Heather, why don't you tell us um, a little bit about how you came to put your faith in Jesus? Before I moved to Australia in 2009, I had little experience of faith or church other than what I had witnessed at weddings and funerals. I did have a loving auntie who was very strong in her Christian faith. My father died suddenly in 2003 and the grief was immense. The only light was a desperate hope that I would somehow see him again and the belief that he would continue to guide me. At the time I could identify this as something spiritual but life felt bleak as I approached my late 20s and I knew something had to change in a big way. A sense of the spiritual emerged again in the form of a gravitational pull to move overseas. After two years of planning, I moved to Darwin for work just before my 30th birthday. It was a rough beginning and a lot of obstacles that I hadn't foreseen. Nine months later, I left Darwin and came to Geelong. And as soon as I walked along the bay, I knew this was where I was meant to be. I was excited to begin a new chapter. Two weeks later, I fell 
and broke my ankle the day before I was starting a new job. I became depressed and anxious, isolated, and got into debt as I couldn't work. The week before my accident happened, I met someone by chance, and she became a huge strength and support in my life. This was the first person I'd met in Geelong, other than my housemate. As I encountered more issues, my mental health became worse, but I felt some hope when Jacinta and I met together. Four months went by, and she asked me about coming to church, to which I had this unexpected response of relief. It felt as I had always been waiting for this question, but my mind had never considered it. This was the beginning of a long, slow road to building faith and finding the belonging that I had yearned for. It was 12 years from that point to get to where I am now. So good. Um, when Heather and I met a couple of weeks ago, she said, I'm not sure at what point the worship and church and the singing went from weird <laughs> to wonderful or something like that. She's not sure at what point that shift happened. Um, but I loved that. I'm not sure when it went from weird uh, to meaningful and spiritual. Um, you know, sometimes transformation happens immediately for people and sometimes God slowly is transforming us bit by bit and revealing himself to us bit by bit. I love it. So, Heather, tell us why you're being baptised today. Meeting Jacinta opened the door to meeting many people who have been significant in my faith journey. Some of them are here today, and to me, they are my godmothers because they have guided and supported me from the very beginning. They and other people I met early on introduced me to a whole new world of believing in God, which for a long time I wrestled with. There was no urge to dive in and give myself to God. I dipped my toes in tentatively. I attended church, but not regularly. And when I did attend, it felt alien and strange to me. I was physically present, but I felt no spiritual connection. What I needed and what I experienced was patience and acceptance from God and those who I had come to know. Having my daughter Holly two years later was a turning point in my decision to commit to church and to commit to building a relationship with Jesus. Like Sally said, there was no profound moment of transformation. My desire for God happened very slowly and through further challenges where I came to know him and know myself in new ways. In 2018 and 19, I experienced workplace bullying for the first time. It was a distressing time of my life, but I found new strength, courage, 
and a determination to make a stand for myself and others. It affected my health, but through this, I was sustained by the Spirit and people at church praying with me and close friends supporting me. People like Annette and Sarah Jacoby were incredibly supportive in helping me to navigate through this along with many other changes that happened to me over a short period of time. It was a turbulent time and I struggled to process so much change. Two close family members, my nan and auntie, died in England. We lost our rental property and moved house. I started a new job. My stepdaughter moved in and a few weeks after this, my sister-in-law passed away. In the experience of her death and dying, I encountered God in a whole new way again. I felt the loss of weekly church services in COVID, and I realised the role that church had played in providing me with a patient, solid and steady foundation to build my relationship with God. I am now ready to declare my life is for God and have deep gratitude for my journey and those who have helped me to get here. And also a big thank you to Sally, who has been very patient with me through the, since the beginning of this year in all our conversations about baptism. It's an honour. All right, Heather, you've nearly, you've nearly done it. Well done. <laughs> The last question, how does your faith in Jesus impact you today? As my faith evolves, I have greater sense of becoming who I was created to be and my purpose. I have a sense of peace and direction about my life. I know that when I listen and follow God directs me, like I can sense before it happens, where I am going and what will happen. I fully appreciate that human love can be limiting, unlike God's love, which is beyond our comprehension. Three years ago, I became interested in going into pastoral work. And so last year, I began postgraduate study in pastoral care. And one day, I had this sudden awareness that I would work in a hospital, even though it was not a setting I had ever been drawn to. In March this year, I commenced as a pastoral caregiver at St. John of God Hospital. And this has been a time of blessing and more growth. I am excited about my journey so far and the development of my identity in this role. Last year, I also began an activist group with a former work colleague to advocate for people in Geelong who are homeless. My faith has further compelled me to stand up to the systems that prevent people from getting out of the cycle of homelessness. I see God working in all aspects of my life and I have a desire to share this knowing and experience with others. I hope 
my spirituality and faith continue to strengthen and I can help others to explore their own. I strive to be a source of hope and encouragement to others. I hope to always have the freedom to express my faith and to be tolerant and understanding of others who have different beliefs. Awesome. Why don't we give Heather a big round of applause. So great. I love hearing about how the Holy Spirit has laid these specific burdens upon your heart. You know, God gifts us and uh, gives us passions, all individual to who we are. And I love to hear about how God has um, given Heather this passion to um, fight uh, for these uh, for these things and, and um, has led you into pastoral care in hospitals. It's, it's really, really exciting to see what God has done and is doing in your life. So now I'd like to invite uh, Annette and uh, Holly up onto the platform. Annette uh, has been our church life pastor here for almost 15 years and has recently uh, recently moved on to another role, but Annette has been um, a really pivotal person for Heather in her faith journey, a uh, really important person. So uh, Annette is going to be doing the baptism this morning and um, be praying for Heather as well. So thanks, Annette. Thanks, Sally. Heather, it was just so exciting to hear your testimony, you know, and, and walked alongside you. And I felt as, as you were talking that God was just smiling down on you, that he's just delighted in you, just the way that you've hung on to him. And you face challenge, but you've hung on to him and you haven't let that challenge cause you to step back. You've just pressed in more and more and he just delights in you and you too, Holly. And so I'm just going to ask you some questions. I mean, we know the answer to these already, but let's, let's ask these questions. Heather, do you believe and accept that your life belongs to God? I do. Do you acknowledge the authority of Jesus Christ and his word in the Bible? I do. Are you willing to commit yourself to God to live according to his plans for you? And for the times when you have not done so, do you accept the gift of forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ? Okay, I'm going to pray. If you feel comfortable, put your hand out. Let's pray for Heather. Dear Lord God, I just thank you for Heather. Lord, I thank you for the way that she's just held on to you. Lord, that she has put her trust and a hope and a faith in you. When challenges come, she hasn't run, but she has run to you. Lord, as she stands here today and make this commitment, it's like there's a line in the sand. You will be able to turn back and look at this time, Heather, and see where God has taken you from this time. You know, he's just delighted in you and your obedience and your desire to, to serve him with all of yourself. And so, Lord, well, I just bring Heather before you. Lord, I pray for your blessing upon her. May she continue to know your faithfulness, your love, your support, your everything, Lord, and that, that she is blessed with every spiritual blessing that comes from you. So we just commit her to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I think we can give Roz a big round of applause as she comes up on the stage here this morning. And I will introduce uh, Kim, uh, you in a second. But uh, Roz, uh, if you could just introduce yourself and as well, okay. what I'd love for you to talk about. I know 
Biz Maddock, wherever Biz is, one of our pastoral elders. We've been meeting with you for a little while now, and we have absolutely love spending some time with you, hearing your story, and we're going to do that this morning, which will be fantastic. But something we learnt recently about you, Roz, which is quite interesting. So I would love for you to say your name, but also for the two football teams that you go for. Okay. My name is Voz, and I'm changing my name into Voz Hope Rose. That's my new name now. And I've been using it three times. Excellent. And the two footy teams you go for, Ross? I go for the Magpies and, and Geelong Girl team. Yeah, well, good on you. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're really looking forward to hearing your story, which I, I will soon. If you could just pass the microphone over to Kim, that would be great. So, Kim, uh, we've been meeting with you and Roz together. If you could just introduce yourself and as well, just talk a little bit about your role uh, with Roz, how long you've known her for. But before that, we just wanted to encourage you. I know when uh, Biz and I have been meeting with you and Roz, and I know today's about Roz. Yes. But you've been an incredible witness uh, to Roz and, and a great uh, friend and someone who's just modelled uh, Christian love in an incredible way that you've done more than just a job and uh, we just wanted to encourage you today and but if you could introduce yourself that'd thank be fantastic. You. Thank you for that. Um, my name's Kim, um, I've been attending this church probably about six, seven years and um, I moved from Melbourne to Lawn and then moved back to Geelong. And Geelong, like Heather said, it sort of like felt like that's where I was meant to be. And I found this beautiful church and I went back to school when I was, yeah, just before I was 50 and I thought, yeah, I can do this. I want to make a change because I used to work in a prison as a welfare officer and I helped a lot of the men with their issues and I thought, wow, I'd like to be able to help people on the outside and just not judge and just love them and accept where they are. So I went back to school and studied uh, Diploma of Mental Health and Drugs and Alcohol and also Community Services. And then I basically, I think God's had his hand on me all the way through because I fell into an organisation at the time, an agency that piloted the program of the NDIS when that started in Geelong. So there I sort of met Roz and that was over eight years ago and um, we started a journey and now I work for myself as a sole trader within the NDIS and I still have my clients that I've had for eight years but I'm mainly, Roz is my main one. And that's for been how many years now? Eight years. Eight years, fantastic. You two have a, a really great friendship and it's been awesome. You know what, I actually would, uh, this is a bit, uh, I know we haven't planned this, but do you want to just put your stools a little bit closer together? Yep. So then that'd be great, because I know that's part when um, Roz asks uh, questions, it'd be great to, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks. Um, so Roz, I'm just going to read your story. So and you've been on a real journey, and we're going to hear that today. But uh, Roz recently was uh, encouraged uh, just as we've, we've done that with Heather, has asked a, a number of questions today. And, uh, and Roz, you're doing a great job with your reading and writing. You've taken some real steps forward. And, uh, and these, are, these are Roz's words. Uh, and, uh, and as Roz uh, dictated this to uh, one of her carers recently, um, then she's asked if I would, uh, would share that uh, today. So that's, uh, these are Roz's words. My name is Roz. I'm 58 years old. 
and I'm very excited to be baptised. It is the start of a new Roz. When I was 47 years old, I ran away from home and I was on the streets for three weeks. I was on 22 tablets every morning. I wasn't in a good place. I ended up in Swanston Street Hospital. With care and support from some close friends, my life has changed. Kim has been in my life for eight years. She has helped me a lot and is my rock. I went along to church at One Hope on Good Friday. It opened my eyes and something inside me shined. Later, later on, I saw a young girl at One Hope get baptised and it made me realise I too wanted to get baptised and follow Jesus. I know that Jesus doesn't judge you and he loves you no matter what. You can trust Jesus. He won't let you down, nor will he hurt you. He is there with you all the time. You can talk to him no matter what. I'm looking forward to being baptised. It'll be a new start for me with my new name. The past is in the past. I will not look back one foot forward and being happy is my goal. Angels all around to protect me and everybody. The church is my new family where I feel I belong. So that, that's, uh, that's you summarising your life. But we just want to drill down a little bit more. So we just want to hear a bit more from you, Roz, about your story. And I know you and uh, Kim went up to Queensland and you had a bit of a, a, a trip up there, which we're going to talk about today. But before that, could you just talk a little bit about how you felt about yourself inside okay. uh, before Queensland? And okay. also, and then talk a little bit about physical as well. I only have to When I was on the street, I didn't trust anybody, and I was and I was really scared. And then I put me in the hospital, and then I escaped from the hospital a couple of times, mm. and I went back on the street, and then um, the police found me and put me in Swanton Street. And I was in a bad place. I didn't trust anyone, no man or anybody. And, and, and um, I just, I thought I was going to die, but that's what I wish I was going to, I wish I was to die. And um, I didn't trust anyone. And then when I first met Kimmy, it took me a long time to trust Kimmy. And, and I was... When I made her, um, I didn't talk to her at all. I just, did I give me? No, she snobbed me. <laughs> she snobbed you? She snobbed me, didn't you? Wow. And I just done knitting and, you know, and asked a couple of questions and I wouldn't answer her. And then one night um, I fell out of bed and then I had to ring Kimmy up and Kimmy had to come. And um, then we started talking and I trusted Kimmy. Thank you for sharing that, because I know some of those times you talked about that, mm-hmm. about you felt that there was a, a tunnel. Just talk a little bit about that, Obviously. but al- also about 
you were actually physically. How did you feel? Talk a little bit about your, uh, were you uh, well? I, I was in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk. I was really big um, and I couldn't walk much. And I was, um, I was staying in bed and I ate junk food. I drank a lot of um, chocolate milk and bananas and things like that. And I, I wasn't in a good place. I just slept all day and then ate all night. So times were pretty tough. And you, you talked, uh, Ros, when we met, that you said that life felt like you were in a dark tunnel. I was in a dark tunnel and I didn't think I would come out of it. And, and, and I was hurting myself. But and now I don't hurt myself at all now. Self-harm, but I don't do it anymore. And, and, um, and then when I ran away, I was on the street and then... Um, an angel come to me, and her name was Jojo, and Jojo's still with me today, and she's not going to leave me, and, and and I'm not crazy. <laughs> we know and, that, Ros. You're and, a beautiful lady, and, and I'd love to hear about your trip in 2019. I know everyone would love to hear that, because that was pretty significant yes, for you. So you're in Queensland, and, and there was a bit of a storm, am I right? It was a hurricane. It was a I it was a cyclone it was and a, a hurricane. It was all of the above. It was, all, it was a lot happening, wasn't it was, there? It was all, it was a lot. And, and it was the first time Kim and I went away together and I had a bad hip and I was on a, on a walker and, uh, and I said to Kimmy, can you tuck me in bed? And she said, yes. And I said, Kimmy, I want to ask you something. She said, okay, what do you want to ask? And I said... I want to play in Jesus, and, and I, I, I want to go to church. And she said, are you sure? I said, yes, I am. And then she said, okay, we, um, then we had a we pray. Yeah. And, and so I can... Going to then I started to go to church, and I, and I really like it. And then I started... Because when I had the uh, words for the singing, I knew to like the singing, and I can read the uh, the words, and I, and, I, and I really like it. That's awesome. So I learned That's to so read good. and write. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. It's great, Roz. Thank you for sharing some of those those stories. So, your life now is from when you asked. Jesus into your heart back in 2019. Obviously, during COVID, was pretty challenging yes, for, for a lot of people. But for you, it wasn't too bad, no, was it? No, because I lost 40 kilos. 40 kilos yeah. during COVID, and I had a big operation. I had a big operation, and I like I like myself now. <laughs> before I didn't, and I've done a lot of cooking in COVID and. Kimmy, do you hide the veggies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I do like veggies, but now I like them. Absolutely. Well, there's been a, there's been a change, <laughs> hasn't there? And, and we has. see that. No, we, we just love. I know when Biz and I have met with you, we just love your smile and laugh and, and sense you. of humour. But I'd lo- we'd love for you to talk a little bit about life now for you, like what you're, what you're doing. And I know okay. you've been writing and yeah. you've been even getting recently got your nails done. And yeah, I think and you're... My ears and your and, ears and, pierced, and, and my belly button. And her belly button. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And I'm going to get it done again. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, life's really changed, yeah, hasn't it? It has. I'm, I'm in a good place now, you and are. and and I, I want to help other people with disability. And I go to school. And last Tuesday, I had my teacher in the classroom, and, and I really like that. And I want to help more people with disability, and and um, with people with um, with with other problems do not want to really help them out to learn them to read and write and things like that. And where's that dark tunnel? It needs no more dark tunnels, it's only a light. Yes. <laughs> well, Roz, we just, uh, I know when Biz and I met with you, we just were so encouraged. Thank uh, you. Your life and, uh, and your passion to mm. share your story. And I know it takes a lot of courage, yes. as it did with Heather uh, this morning as well. It does take in incredible courage. And, yes. and we're just, you know, you talked about that in your testimony. You said the church is my new family. Yes, it and is. that is an honour for us to be your family. It really is. And, yes. and I know I can speak for Biz and I. We just love you. Thank you. And you are welcome here. This is your family and we okay. love seeing you here. We love that you can read those words and sing those, those uh, worship song with us together okay. and I know when I do that most Sundays yeah. I'll be thinking that you're up there doing the same as we worship God together so it's a beautiful picture and I thank you today we're so encouraged yes. uh, you have really give, uh, blessed us today and it's been a, such a, a blessing we're really excited to baptise you which we'll do that in a second okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions okay. and, uh, and then also uh, I've invited um, us Biz to come up and, okay. uh, and she's going to, uh, to pray so I might actually invite Biz up, up now as uh, just to come and just stand uh, around around you. And I'm uh, just going to ask you these questions as we uh, also have asked uh, Heather those questions. So, Ross, do you believe and accept that your life belongs to God? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> so good. Do you acknowledge the authority of Jesus Christ and his word in the Bible? Yes, I do. Are you willing to commit yourself to God and live according to his plans? Yes, I do. And for the times when you have not, do you accept the gift of forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to ask Biz to pray. What a joy it is to be able to pray for you today, young lady. Thank you. We've just loved your testimony and sharing your story. And I honour you too, Kim, in the fact that you've been able to support Ros and walk her journey. I loved Heather's testimony also. I'm sure that you've all been just so totally blessed by what's been shared this morning. And you, for us, have really just brought great joy. And for people, you've given hope today. Yeah, Anyone you wanted your name to be Ros Hope Rose, <laughs> you've given hope today for people that, you know, struggle and yeah, know yeah. what that dark tunnel's like. Yeah, and you've brought great joy and possibilities. You know, opp what's the word? Not possibilities. Opportunities for mm. them to really know what it is that Jesus loves them beyond measure yeah. okay. and that he can transform their lives okay. and bring light from the darkness. Mm, so let me pray for you. And I know that you just all join me as we, we lay hands and, and really just uphold Ros today. Thank you, everyone. Our loving Heavenly Father, I'm just in awe of you and who you are and what you can do in people's lives. 
Father, I thank you for the testimonies that have been given this morning and I thank you for Roz. Father, we rejoice in this woman. Father, thank you for who she is. Thank you that you love her beyond measure, that nothing, nothing can ever separate you from the love that you have for Roz. Lord, we would pray right now that as she enters the waters of baptism, that as she has already declared that the past is in the past, that, Lord, she would walk, come out of those waters knowing that the past remains in the past into new life, new possibilities, new opportunities uh, to bring joy and encouragement for those that she wishes to journey with. Father, we pray for opportunities as she wants to help others that have disabilities and need support. God, would you bless her her paths? Would you bless her as she steps forward? Would you bless and encourage her and lead her, guide her, direct her? And Lord, we just thank you too for who she is. Father God, thank you for the privilege of bringing her to One Hope. And Lord, we just give you all the glory and honour and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you.